It's not, it's not going to be like Hoonigan. You have a spicy piece on it and stuff like that, right? <laughs> nah. Nah, we're pretty tame. I, I, went to sh- I went on that show for a, for like two hours. Yeah. I but wish I, that we could do a two-hour podcast. That'd be great. Yeah. I, I, love, I love Hurt. You know? Mm-hmm. I hated him because of that spicy pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know what, you, know, you know habanero, right? Yeah, yeah. So the sauce it puts on there, uh-huh. it's four times the strength of habanero. Oh, my gosh. Like, what's the point of that? <laughs> you can't even talk afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But do people actually enjoy shit like that, though? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> you can't enjoy it. It's, I it's mean, horrible. I, I think part of it has to be like it's like a macho thing. It's definitely an ego thing. Yeah, we like, had, I, I can eat this. You know, we did two, not one, <laughs> two. I mean, I, I can take some pretty spicy stuff, but I don't go seek it out. It's not like you know, I do like a little bit of spice in my food every once in a while, but not and, like and, that. And they, they don't let you say, okay, we take one bite and put it. Away. No. They force you to they eat a whole piece of <laughs> Yeah, it's on video. It's on Hooligan's video, one of the episodes. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go and check that one out. Yeah, it's just, it's like that uh, that other one where me they and Co- on. Yeah, me and Cody, we, we were like in restroom for hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can f*** you up for like days, actually. Yeah, yeah, actually yeah. two days. Do you ever try out those... those uh, Ghost pepper? That ghost pepper thing? But this is hotter than ghost pepper, though. It's hotter than ghost pepper? Yeah, I mean, rating-wise. So habanero, let's assume it's a... They actually has a, what they call a scorch yeah. level. Yeah. So habanero is like uh, 100,000. This is like 357,000. Jeez. And you know, once you go to that spicy, it's not a substance anymore. It's not made out of natural pepper. It's actually purely uh, chemical. The to create a burning sensation. create a burning sensation. So can't that stuff kill people? Yes, you will. Yeah, that's right. Like, wasn't there like some news story about a guy who who like burned a hole in his throat? Eating a some, hole in his throat? Yeah, no, actually, I think he burned it through like his lower intestines or something well, like it was that. Some weird stuff. Yeah, it was crazy, but I didn't I didn't know that could happen. Yeah. What's it? You want to go to the Uber back. Uber back. Uber back. Are you not joining us? I don't know. He's not. He has to go mm-hmm. back and work. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. I, I bring back a key. My oh. bag is done. Is the key locked? It's car lock? We're going to start a podcast. Oh, you can come in. It's outside. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice meeting you. Nice right. meeting you. Pleasure. It's a pleasure to meet you. Nice meeting you. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so are we good? All right, so uh, so we are live, we are rolling. What's up, everybody? You guys are tuned in to episode 29 of the JadaCast podcast. So I know that uh, that it's been a little while. We've we've had had some stuff to take care of, but we are glad to be back in the studio. Um, and uh, today we actually have a very special guest here. But you guys, guys, I'm already know who he is, Sean Lee. <laughs> it's how you doing, boss? Thank you for the invite. Thank you for the invite. Thank. It's such an honor to be here, man. It's an honor to have yeah. well you here on our well, rinky dink tiny ass yeah. podcast. <laughs> <Don't say that. laughs> it's great. It's great. You guys, bunch of great car guys, man. I love yeah. hanging out with yeah. car guys. Well, that's kind of like like the cool thing thing about this whole industry, whether it be cars, toys, everything like that. But it's just cool how cars are able to bring us all together. Well, like, you know, we all come from from a different well, walk of life. True. Mm-hmm. And yep. but we all like well, one thing, you know, in mm-hmm. cars. So, yeah, 
I yeah, and it. it's it's funny because you know we've got, had people in here who are into the JDM side. We have people who are into the exotics, and you know some people are into the muscle cars. But you know we're all speaking the same language. It doesn't matter what genre we're looking at or what, where, what you're into. If it's cars, you can sit down with someone who's into a car. A car it doesn't matter what kind it is, and you can talk for hours. Exactly. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what's nice about the being in this industry because. Whether it's on the toy side or on the real true one to one, I mean, it's you know you can talk for days and and learn a lot of stuff and stories for you know nonstop stories, just uh, with experiences. It's just and, two different playing fields, I think. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's a common denominator that kind of brings everyone together. Right. Right. That's the coolest thing for sure. Well, definitely. And you know if you're what? talking stories. As we've uh, found out off camera, yeah, I'm told story that yeah. can never be told again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bank vault full of stories, exactly. Yeah, for sure. yeah. But you know, it's it's that's another podcast. Yeah, for that's another, another podcast day. for sure. <laughs> when he comes back, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll write a book and uh, tell it all. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I mean, be fun. That would be good. That'd be. I mean, shoot, you have enough. Yeah, TMZ of the car world. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So Sean, so yes. for so for the tiny amount of people out there who don't know who you are, how about if you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, okay. and so what you do in the community, how how but you got started? Um, well, tell us about Pyrrhus Group. Well, what is that all about? I just threw a whole bunch of shit at you, but cool. feel free to go at it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna tell you a story starting with me, uh, which has been told by many people already. So when I was a kid, when I was five, and then my parents divorced, and I came from Taiwan. So immediately after the divorce, my mom came to the United States. So I never seen my mom again. So from five and on, I stayed with my dad in Taiwan. And my dad was, uh, uh, so I'm 49. If you push back 30, uh, 45 years ago in Asia, it's a very male-dominant society. And uh, so my dad is very abusive uh, in, in many, many ways, mainly physical towards me. And uh, so I stayed with him until I turned 14. And he chose to remarry another girl. And at the time, the, the criteria for that is I cannot be bringing into the new family. I was the only child. So, mm, so wow. the, the, the girl basically say, I don't want your kids with your last wife. So my dad decided to release my custody to my mom in the United States. So at age 14, I came to the United States. So uh, I stayed in Alhambra, and my mom already remarried another great gentleman. He's a he's an Italian and super nice guy. And uh, and uh, but my mom at the time, throughout the years, back in the day in the old Asia world. If you divorce, it's a very shameful thing. Mm -hmm. right. So, you know, your whole circle, that's why I, later on I understand why my mom left that environment and as a woman and came to the United States by herself and, and not speaking a word of English and restarting whole new life here. Yes. You know, because uh, he was unfortunately married to a very abusive husband, mm. you know. My family out there, they're gonna go like, they're gonna go crazy, but it's fine. Because <laughs> I always, I like to tell the truth. Right, so people, right. you know, there's, that's why I tell, choose to tell the truth on Facebook. Even though my auntie, my family side reads about it, but I told them that's what happened to me, it didn't happen to you. Right. So yeah. for me to tell the truth, and and that's how it is. Well, we appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> oh no, 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 that's the way I am. Yeah. You know. So, so they later on, I came to the United States. My mom was actually become very heavily into alcohol. I wouldn't want to call her alcoholic, but you know, because that's too heavy of a word. Mm. And uh, 
but she does have issue with alcohol, and also she was taking a lot of prescription drugs at the same time. Because she had a she had to suffer a heart attack and high blood pressure, so all is med- heavy medication to mix with uh, a good amount of alcohol on daily basis. That's not a good combo, right, and right. and and she probably had a depression. But at the time, uh, you know, you got again push back thirty five years ago. To there's not that many programs to help mental health. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so she didn't seek that. So she was very verbal abusive towards me, and then she always puts me down. So at age 17, I decided to run away from home. Mm. So I left the house and went on the street. Uh, it was one random fight, and my mom was telling me that the reason why I left you when you were five because I don't want you either. Mm. And I don't know why your mom, uh, your dad, want to send you to me. So that kind of destroyed my 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 hope to, yeah, to leave my dad tough, and right? see my mom. You know, yeah. yeah. Because I, my whole life, I thought could change. When well, the moment I see my mom mm-hmm. at age fourteen, but no, didn't. So at seventeen, I went on a street. I become homeless, and uh, and uh, then I work at McDonald's, Finally, and uh, uh, um, the reason I work at McDonald's is because I can get free food. Mm. And you gotta know, back in the day, again, minimum wage was three twenty-five or three dollars wow. something an hour. Yeah. So you can save food, uh, two meals a day. And that's equivalent to two hours less you have to work every day. So imagine you work 25 days, and mm-hmm. that's 50 meals. Right. You save, and that goes directly to your rent. Ooh. So I was living from calculating penny to penny, nickel to nickel. Wow. Yeah, that's making three twenty-five an hour. And I was working simultaneously as a waiter, and also, because McDonald's is not going to give you a full-time job. If you ever work in McDonald's, you know that they're... they're they're horrible. <laughs> They're like, you're coming in uh, today for two hours, but tomorrow you'll have two hours totally different. You take the morning shift, and no. next day you take the night shift. They will never give you the full hours, like eight hours a day. So you just have to uh, use your time to schedule yourself wisely right. to make money. And um, But it's good because also back in the day, McDonald's used to talk toss away their food, the burger, every, uh, I think, 16 or 18 minutes, something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The burger they they, they they don't serve. You remember back in old McDonald? Yeah. The burger is made fresh and they put it in the in a, in a bin that slide into the yeah. And that's when they had the the styrofoam. Exactly. <laughs> remember this? Right 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 next to every burger, there's actually a number plate on there oh. that tells you when hits that time. Yeah. You had to throw away those burgers. It's no longer fresh anymore. Oh, really? They no longer do that anymore. Yeah, because they, they, their burgers last forever now. Yeah, yeah they cook. No, they cook. <laughs> yeah, they cook it. They cook in the patty right now. They put in a, 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 a just a just a just holder a warmer, yeah, and then they took out the patty. That's why the patty's not juicy anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. So that, I usually take those burgers, put in a separate trash bag, and oh. take it home and heat it with microwave. Yeah. So that's so that's that's how I started. Yeah, and and from there on, and uh, I. I came into the freight and shipping industries, cargoes, mm-hmm. right? So air and ocean shippings. And I bumped into a very good gentleman, uh, who's my first boss, that treated me like his own son. And you gotta know, at 17, I came here at 14. Mm-hmm. Okay, I ran away at 17. My English is not that good, mm-hmm. okay? And I was a ESL class. I just barely started learning ABCD. I, can, I cannot read, I cannot type. So I couldn't get a good job. So he actually hired me as a driver and delivery boy. Wow. Yeah, that's my first full-time job. The first big break. Then. Yeah, first big And my salary was $1,200 a month. Wow. And I had to drive from Rosemead all the way to LAX 
Which is another story spun yeah. off that because I actually was in LA riot. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh because LAX there's no one hundred five freeway. Right. Yeah. So going to LAX, you have to get out one ten, go on Florence and Manchester. Oh, you're right in the, to drive in the heart in, of the yeah, whole so, thing. Yeah. So I have to drive through in front of Forum wow. every day. That's where the riot started. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. I look like Korean. This <laughs> 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 is not not disrespecting Korean because yeah. at the time Korean yeah. was pretty. That, that was where yeah, they was, were they were protecting their own property yeah. on top of a supermarket with their shotguns. Yeah. Yeah. And I was driving a company van and, I and they, they tried to drive me off the van. But you know what's funny is like this is kind of off topic, but now that the rights have were done in those areas, there's now a mutual respect oh, yes. for the Korean with the Koreans and, and the mm-hmm. other races that were having that big problem. But anyways, that's a whole different yeah. story. <laughs> so I started my first job and uh I've been with that company, and, and later on, I got hired into a different company as a salesman, which is the company I'm still currently uh, work for and as a shareholder, uh, uh, which is called Air Tiger Express, mm-hmm. and uh, for the past 20 years. And then, then we, after we sold the company to Kawasaki, uh, which K-Line, if you see those containers, it's K-Line, mm-hmm. they're actually our, uh, they actually become our shareholders. Um, and I went to uh, somewhat a semi-retirement, so then I started looking at myself, go, um, what can I do as a person to make something different for the kids? So when Purist first started, it's car guys. Like all of us mm-hmm. car guys here, it would be just like car guys say, hey, you know what? I, I know this kid. Um, I know I can help him. It's really, uh, how about this? He needs 100 bucks mm-hmm. for, for, a, uh, for, a, for a pair of shoes or for, for something to go back to school with. Let's everybody pitching uh, 20 bucks for that and mm-hmm. let's go buy that kid something. Mm-hmm. And so I get a couple car guys in my group and uh, we decide to uh, get together with some toys and send it out to the kids ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's how the toys I started. Mm-hmm. And, but a very early stage is I build that charity event around my friends only. We weren't public. So the stuff is already going on way before Pure started. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, so let's so later on Pure started because one day I was driving and I was driving on my uh R thirty fives and uh I was just cruising and something happened on a freeway and I came back. I was like, I wanna share this with some of my car friends, kinda mm-hmm. interesting. So I came back that night, type it and started Purist. Then then later on, uh a lot of friends like like you probably if you know me, then you were at another, this will be like five more guys into purists. Then very fast, we started growing into 500 to 1,000 people at start. Wow. Then that's when we decided to turn into private because then there are too many voices coming in. Yeah, yeah. So then we start hosting official first purist toy drive. That's how we started it. And to help out uh, underprivileged kids to able to have a better Christmas. Oh, that's great. Mm, wow. That's how we started. That's cool. Wow. And so, you know, so for most people who, who have come from, from a background as to where it was just, well, so tough to even be able to, to survive, it's very easy for people to fall back into those patterns that, that, that their parents might have fallen into. And then it's also very easy for those people to like harness all of this anger and, and resentment, and then they put that back out into like, you know, yeah. into like everyone else. And so for you, what happened to you 
that that made you take all of this adversity and channel it into a positive thing? Okay, so there's part of the story is simple because I did have anger. Yes. I did have resentment. So uh, there was a period, after I ran away from home, I went on the street. So when I went on the street, I, uh, I fight a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so unfortunately, uh, I was got into the Asian game for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a, you know, I got myself really good at fighting. <laughs> so, so I guess I got promotions, <laughs> which is kind of bad, you know. <laughs> However, but later on, I started seeing a lot of my friends getting arrested, getting shot, and me and myself got stabbed, uh, uh, you know, because back in the days, when people ask me the story, I usually just say, yeah, I went on a little run, run side of the road. Mm. And, and you gotta know, when you see that actually happen in front of you, you have two ways to handle it. The, first, first of all, you, it might raise you up with even more anger. Because, oh, my homie just got stabbed, or just, yeah. just got beat up. Yeah. We're gonna go, uh, right. they, they have three people, let's yeah. go back with the 20 Revenge, people, let's yeah. go back with 15 people. Yeah, mm-hmm. vengeance, yeah. So that eventually got really, really bad. And luckily I walk out, I got out of that situation okay. I, I didn't become like a, a career criminal after that. And, but I did pay my price. And, and so go back to the anger issue. I did have a period of time when I was younger. I have extremely higher amount of anger. I feel my parents abandoned me. And I, that's when I went on the street and I become homeless. Um, all the thing, and I blend everything on them. Mm-hmm. And, there was a period of time I was very down, and that's why I go out and trying to uh, use my anger to prove a point. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. They walk around going, mm, "F this, F that. Yeah. I'm bigger than you. They're yeah. wrong. F you." Yeah. yeah, but the problem is actually they're very insecure about themselves. But you must ask, how did a security come in? So the security comes in at one day. It's actually very funny. Okay, I actually I never told this story about that day. So actually, I was supposed to go to court. Okay? Mm, okay, so I'm being transported by the sheriff wagon, okay, okay. for one of the cases. Uh, it was very young, a very young case, so I, we, we basically got into fight. Yeah. So my, 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 my friend got arrested, so we, you know, of course we're in detention, so right. we need to be transferred to the courthouse early in the morning, right? So, so, uh, so on, on the way transporting, being, being transported, and you look at it, you look at a trap, people are stuck in traffic early in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta go to court, or, or yeah. 8.30, whatever, nine o'clock, and yeah. but you're being transported, and uh, everybody's stuck in traffic. That moment, I remember we got stuck in traffic, and we're next to a car, it was a red Honda Prelude. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> you were sitting in the bus, so you're looking down. The lady was just sitting in traffic and keep, keep on punting on her, on her, on her, um, um, Straight well, it's probably traffic stock. She's really, really just not frustrated. And that was at the moment I go, Sean, if you ever walked out from this case, I would so wish to exchange my my current seats with her right now. Mm-hmm. We are me and her were one window apart, but it's totally two different stories. Mm. Two different worlds. Two totally yeah. different worlds. Mm-hmm. And I so wish to be be normal and stuck in traffic Inch, yeah. and just be humble and be no more anger just follow the flow of the traffic and and just you know so actually i got lucky so the case was dropped because there's no uh, there's no eyewitness and uh, <laughs> and uh so it was, but back in the day you know so it was kids right we were younger we were yeah. fighting so so uh and i did i did i did some a little bit of my time a few weeks and uh and 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 came back out and i decided to walk out to my 
OG friends and go like, I am not doing any of this anymore. Mm. And, uh, but don't come and look for me anymore, which we can't actually, we cannot see each other. We cannot talk to each other. Mm. We cannot text each other. We just, we just can't. Mm-hmm. It's under uh, uh, special restriction, cocaine affiliations, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so from there on, I decided to walk away from everything. Right. So I walk away from everything and, uh, and uh, just focus on work. That's, that's awesome. actually I got hired into that job as a as a forklift driver. So that's a that's a cool story. And the, and the, the what I'm also interested is in after that you said you went to that second job and then that's the job that you are now a shareholder of yeah. the, that company. That's like the American dream right there. Everyone you know tries to do that and, and you did it from the very bottom. Yes, you were you know and even being underage at being homeless by yourself, you were able to, to do this. I mean, that's, I, I, I commend you for that. That's awesome. I remember that if you guys follow my Instagram, you'll see that somebody gave, recently gave me a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave me a previa. Oh, really? Yeah. So on my birthday, 2018, one of my, one of my oldest friend, like 30 some years, he bought me a previa. I, I freaking hate that car. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you why. I used to sleep on that car. So reason why it is, I didn't roast me. Uh-huh. From Monday to Friday, I have to drive the. I have to. If I drive commute every day, that's four hours of time on the street. Right. Totally wasted. Yeah. So what if I have a car that I, we're guys, right? So we're yeah. okay. We don't. And back in the day, I have no money, so yeah. I don't care about lifestyle. There's no fancy dress I have to put on. Mm-hmm. It's basically every day is the t-shirts and jeans. So I always cut my hair very short. So every day from Monday to Friday, I sleep in the van. In the morning, I'd be the first one in the office. Then I. You know, brush my tooth, clean my hair, and went back to my desk and started working. Wow. And yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's how I did it. And my friend knows the story. Yeah. So on my freaking birthday, he go like, I bought you a preview. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I bought you a bed. Yeah. <laughs> so they know I used to sleep on the bed. I mean, Good. so yeah, so I couldn't afford to attend the windows. I put, uh, I put newspaper on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Then I found a newspaper to block the heat, so yeah. I learned something. You put a... a, a, a uh, aluminum foil mm. to block out the heat. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. Well, nowadays, like I, I I'm I'm like uh, on Facebook, a group of my my in my old neighborhood where I grew up, mm-hmm. and every every car that's parked in front of in you know in the street that people don't recognize. Oh my gosh, that's someone's trying to squat out there in the, in front of the the the, the liquor store or whatever. Yeah. Everyone's just paranoid. <laughs> Yeah, but that's a lot of it has to do with, oh, there it is. That's the pre- <laughs> Old school. And now I'm building it. Can you believe it? I'm putting a lift kit on there? A lift? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're crazy. People are like, v- ask people what's their opinion on it. A VIP, a lower. I said, it really stunned that. So I want to put a lift kit and put rally wheels on there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> put some, some big old KC lights or Pia's. Yes, exactly. That's what I did. KC lights on the front. Also cut a bumper open, put an actual LED light bar across Look at that. Off-roading <laughs> and yes. a privy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so that brings us to another, um, well, topic, I mean, for us all, well, car guys, you know. And so what exactly, um, what kicked off your passion for cars? Yeah, when show? did that start for you? Okay, so it's really funny. So talk about di- diverting anger. So I used to rate, I used to love motorcycle because, mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not, my very first transportation is not actually not previous. It's an ADCC Honda Elite scooter. Oh, so <laughs> it's just cheap. So I rode that everywhere. Remember, it's 80 cc. You really couldn't go on a freeway. Yeah, but I had to go on a freeway. 
You drove it on the freeway. Yeah, it's maximum speed is 45 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> if you, guys, like, you guys ever had a pre, uh, <laughs> at a Hyundai Elite 80, you know the maximum speed is like 45. Yeah. And uh, downhill, you'd probably be lucky to do 47. With the back wind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tail so wind. I used to, if you know what that scooter looks like, I used to be duck on that little windshield. Yeah. And there's actually an area that where you put your foot in. Yeah. There. I, I used to be stuck over there. Was it like an 80s? No, Hyundai Elite 80. Oh, Hyundai Elite, Elite 80? 80? What year? About 84? 80, oh, 80-ish. I think it's 80. I forgot, 87, 88. Oh. I want to buy one of those back. <laughs> so that's my, com- that my first commute before the previous. Yeah. So uh, then later on, I saved some money. I started riding motorcycles. Mm. So motorcycles. So uh, finally saved money to buy my first motorcycle. It was actually a 600cc. Yeah. Still, I use it as a commute. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so I, I ride motorcycles on weekends to Kenyans. Mm. Mm-hmm. So later on, I got really, really, really fast. I saved my money to buy a used leather. You know, it's funny because uh, one of my friends who uh, started riding motorcycles first, he rode canyons and track. That's how he started his racing, car racing career because he learned so much of how to quick shift and, and yeah. all that stuff through the motorcycle. And then he it kind of just progressed and evolved into street racing. Not street racing, but like track. And What's his name? Oh, uh, this was a little while ago. Oh, okay. I um, forgot his name. But a sure. lot of crazy car guys, yeah, start out from motorcycles. motorcycles yeah. yeah, so that's how I started. I, and then I started riding canyons on the weekends. Then I'd race motorcycle for a while, mm-hmm. and at Willow Springs. Oh, wow. and the funny thing about it back in the days, it's kind of stupid. My first time I went to racetrack, I don't, I couldn't afford a trailer, of course. Mm-hmm. So I ride it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I crash, and, and I have to ride a motorcycle back. Yeah, and seriously, I, I, that was that was a painful experience. So, uh, yeah, it's the first time I go to track in uh, this uh, Willow Spring uh, Motorcycle Club. Yeah. Uh, $70 or $60 enter. For the weekend? Yeah, and I had to prep the bike. And uh, But later on, I was heavily into motorcycle racing. Mm. Then from there on, uh, then then I crashed a couple of times on motorcycle on the racetrack, uh, badly injured myself. Mm. Uh, later, I actually started com- competing in races. Right. Yeah, oh, w- nice. uh, Willow Spring Motorcycle Club, WSMC, that's what they called it. Uh, crashed very, very badly, both at 100 miles plus. Yeah. Broke every single bones in my body. And uh, it was like, back in the that's day, the, the, the jacket and the protection is not as yeah. good as now. Yeah. Plus, I couldn't afford it. I buy, I buy them used ones. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, uh, so yeah, that was bad. So I quit riding motorcycles. I still have motorcycle now. I just don't ride the way I ride before. Mm-hmm. Then I started wanting to learn how to drive cars. Mm. So, uh, so I got into uh, first car. Performance wise, it's a it's a it's a it's a Mazda FC mm-hmm. RX-7. Oh really? Yeah. So I modified it, went to canyons, and uh, figured it's riding motorcycle. I can do pretty good, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I met a bunch of guys that are chasing after them. And I crashed a car. <laughs> Your oh, first time? Yeah. My f- oh no no. I, I crashed that car a few months after okay. I started running canyons. Wow. So, bump into the same group of guys again, and uh, most of them are on Miatas and A86. So one of the guy actually, I say, I want to learn how to drive like you guys, and uh, then, okay. So then they, he found me a, a Hachoku, and uh, then then I start I start driving with them, and oh. and someone then right now racing in Formula D, which is I couldn't. And wow. the guy who actually very very close with is Andy, which is actually a Formula D judge. Oh, really? He's one of the guys that actually helped me 
build my Corollas and got me started driving Corollas. So off and on, I have up to almost six Hachilokus at once. Really? Yeah. I'm down to two right now. Uh, both coupe. I just yeah. bought back my coupe that I sold 15 years ago. Really? From the same guy. Uh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. Right? The guy still has it. So perfect running condition now. That's awesome. Even AC yeah. works. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, California. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I started with cars from A86. Wow. Interesting. wow. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, and, but you were... And so, but you had had told us prior to to this podcast that you have about well six projects, well happening. Well, I have simultaneously. To, yeah, I have a total about maybe I have a total about close to forty cars. Nice. Yeah, I have a so long. coming from the streets to now having forty, 40 cars, cars. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's yeah. So it's it's persistence. So to tell about anger, so I used to ride yeah. motorcycle in anger. And back in the day, it was kind of not not kind of cool. But remember, back in the day, there's no helmet law. Yeah. So right. when you're riding so fast, I still remember. I still remember, there were sometimes stuff upset me so much. I'll be riding so fast, I'd be crying at the same time. But it was so cold. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> and the, and the tear comes out of your eyes and just gets pushed away by the wind. Well, yeah. Also because my eyes are probably smaller. Probably, that's yeah. why. <laughs> but you can feel it. You know, yeah. you're angry. You're like, yeah. then you know, and you're running faster and faster, and uh, then then the air, the, the the wind just like blows your tears away, and yeah. you start riding faster and faster. Like, it's kind of it's kind of cool. And that that I think I think speed at a time and motorcycle kind of kind of. Kind of takes away a lot of the mm-hmm. anger within me. Really, back yeah. in the days. Mm. Yeah. Damn, damn, that's yeah. pretty deep. Yeah, I just I got, got like a, a mental picture of you riding and just like yeah, there's no helmet. And everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was what kind good. of bike was it? FCR six hundred. Oh, yeah. Was the EXUP EXC. exhaust? That's an exhaust valve. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so, what's it like to be going a hundred miles plus an hour and then just, just. For hits the fan and you just go flying i, I mean okay I, if you don't mind <laughs> no, mind, no, 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 mind no, talking fine. about that because so the first okay so the first crash i had was actually willow spring turn nine uh-huh okay right at apex during the race i was third place during at, the race yeah during the race i was third place and i actually had second place rider with basically one arm reach i can touch him so he was on the inner inside turn i was on the outside turn back in the day willow spring if you've ever been to willow spring a uh, mm-hmm. big track on the older days, the inside turn nine apex has a huge dip. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I, I was, I was, I was following him trying to draft him. It was, it was the last turn of the race. So I was third place. I was trying to push for second place, and I caught that dip. Bottoms on my suspension. So the first three seconds of your life, the moment the bike, uh, uh, you crash, you, you basically you're down, and you're on a, you, you basically you're on a, you're on a tarmac. That's the longest three seconds. Yeah. Because, no, because the, that, there's no pain involved on that when yeah. dropping a bike on a pavement. No? No. So let's imagine riding, boom, and you dropped it. Because you're, all your gear is actually protecting you. You're just yeah. sliding, right? Okay. So about two, three seconds, like, when it's going to stop, when it's going to stop. It's not going to stop. The pain really starts until the pavement stops when it hits the dirt. Mm. So when, when you gain traction... The first thing you do is it ejects you right into the air, then mm. slam you on the ground. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Then you start becoming a human tumbleweed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you hope, that's all you can do is you hope to stop, 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 but it's not yeah. stopping. So it ended up because of tumbling motions and they flip you up and down, that's when you broke your fingers, you broke mm-hmm. your collarbones, you broke your kneecap, you broke your angles, and you just 
you just basically yeah it's you're, like it's like you're jumping off a car you're a rag doll at that point yeah, yeah. yeah. because people think crashing on a pavement if it's really not that hard because basically you're just laying it down like this and you're sliding. imagine you're going 100 miles an hour if i push something on the ground and you're just going to keep on sliding yeah it's when you're hitting the dirt that's where yeah it's that, that transition from the yeah. road so it's, it's gonna you know yeah you, you, all of a sudden first you're sliding and then, and the gear that you're wearing, it's it's that second skin, so you're not really worrying about your injury because the the, the leather, yeah, the leather is protecting your yeah. skin. Okay. Um, but once you hit the 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 transition from the road to the dirt, and you start tumbling, yeah, that's when you have to worry because now it's not the the gear can't save you from broken bones. No, you nah. can't. Yeah, you're just kind of like flopping all over yeah. the place with no yeah. control, really, right? Yeah. You, you really couldn't feel the pain, so I was airlifted. Oh, the first wow. helicopter ride too, so it's kind of cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, were, you, were you awake? It's kind of cool now. But I'm sure it wasn't cool back then. <laughs> well, I didn't know because I was fainted. Yeah, exactly. So, so you see okay. that scar right here? That lucky I wear shoes. See that see whole it. thing? Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah. so my, my whole angle is completely wow, broken. Wow, that looks oh, like wow. a grafting. So the, so the bone came out. Oh, so bone came out. So basically, I was fainted. So they're supposed to amputate this leg. Really? Yeah, because I don't have mom. Remember? I really yeah, yeah, mom. yeah. So my emergency contact was my girlfriend at the time. Wow. <laughs> so. Which which we broke up it. Uh, <laughs> uh, they couldn't get hold of her because there's no cell phone. There's no there's no beep, no 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 uh, what do you call it? pager? Pager. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. So so there's no. I mean, doctor had made a decision because wow. this is a bad. This is whole thing was broken in half like this. Oh. Jeez. Well, I have a picture. I saw the picture later. Yeah, show some pictures. I no, 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 I don't have a picture here. But I, uh, I woke up. I woke up like two days later. Then, two uh, days. Yeah. Later on, okay. I found out the surgery has already been done, but. The moment the crash, you don't feel pain. Mm-hmm. You don't feel pain at all. You basically, it just, it, even though I still remember until the tumbling stopped, then I that's see. where I go like, yeah. passed out, yeah. Man. Yeah, because it's almost like once you get airborne and you get slammed down, it's like it's a wake-up call. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, all of a sudden you're like jarred back into reality because when you're crashing, you really don't know what's going on. Your, your yeah. mind, mind's probably just like everywhere, like, okay, yeah. what's happening? I have no idea. And once you get jarred back into your mindset, yeah. you're like, Oh, this is actually happening. <laughs> you see a lot of freaking. you see a lot of a uh, uh, video on MotoGP. You see yeah. rider crash a hundred miles an hour, but they jump up and start walking yeah. away from it. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It, yeah, the gear will protect you. Yeah, and also when you, it's, you're you're lucky that you're doing it during a race, whether even if it's a little bit it's amateur, but at least they have more experience. Because when you're riding with a bunch of guys who don't know how to ride and they see you fall, yeah, they may not know how to get around you. They run you over. Yeah. So it's it's better to ride in a in a groomed environment with experienced riders yeah. because you know that that's like your safest yeah way to ride. That's like my brother uh, used to race over at Willow, and he stopped riding his bike on the streets because he knows how like dangerous it is. Because oh, yeah. it's not you; you can be the safest driver. It's just that one person that's just dumb that doesn't know how to drive or ride with other other motorcyclists. Or, yeah, I don't ride during traffic time anymore. Yeah, I only ride. Early, early in the morning. Yeah. Otherwise, absolutely, like after midnight hour, yeah. and nobody's on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. Same with driving cars, right? It's like this, like this spiel growing up. Your parents always give to you. You're like, but mom, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. It's not you. It's the other drivers. It's the other drivers. It's, it's exactly. Those, yeah. It's those idiots. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. That's crazy. Well, and so back, and so back um, to some of your uh, project 
difficult cars. And so what are some of the, the ones that you're most excited about? That you can talk about. Of, right now. <laughs> well, that you can talk about. Okay, well, I can talk about the stuff I talk about. It's cool. Uh, so I just finished building that lining you guys just saw, the yes. four lining. That's actually uh, with along with Cody Walker and uh, Bill for his big brother. It's mm-hmm. a tribute card to his, I mean, uh, to Paul. It's a it's a very, very exciting project. And uh, the first time, you know, that Cody ever wanted to build something for Paul mm-hmm. and, uh, as a tribute. And that was released on Fuel Fest. Uh, I'm building a Lexus GX470 off-road project. Mm-hmm. I'm building a uh, Supra A90 that's coming in July. And uh, also I'm going to be building... That stupid preview I just bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so now are these builds uh, your personal builds? Is my personal something stuff. that you really want to do, or yeah. is it something? Because you know, there, I, I know you're into a bunch of different types of cars. What's your like your thing that you're really doing for yourself that you really are excited about? This, this, none of this project is commercial. It's all just because of something I I wanted to do, and uh-huh. these are all these all vehicles belong to me. Mm-hmm. So we're we're not asking. Sp- anybody to sponsor and stuff like that. So all the stuff I use, except for the lining, it's actually a little bit more commercial. Right, right. But everything I basically pay and bought myself to the stuff uh-huh. I like to use and uh, to the, you know, and, and, and you know, so. That's great. What's my favorite car? Um, that's always the tough one. <laughs> because it's not fair because you, you want to talk about favorite car. There's a couple of questions people always ask me. That's very interesting. What if I had to choose one car? Mm-hmm. You, you know, out of your whole uh, uh, whole uh, collection, or uh, what if there's one car you want to buy? That's that's money's no object, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that type of things. But if I had to choose only one car that out of my whole collection that I have to live with for the rest of my life, I would take the 997 GT3 RS. It's mm. not a bad pick. Yeah, yeah not at Compared, all. Because I have a 996 GT3 as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as hardcore as the 996. Then it's purely mechanical, no traction control, mm-hmm. uh, mechanical LSD. Okay, so 415 horsepower, right? So, so why why do you why do you choose the 997? It's just because the body is actually much more prettier. Yeah. The 997 is just narrow body. Yeah, yeah. But they build a narrow body for higher top speed, oh. which is come on, it's a GT3. Yeah, yeah, we'll give yeah, it yeah. them about top speed. Right? So, <laughs> so the 97 has much sexier body, and uh, and uh, it is some electronics in there. But not as intrusive as the later current model 911s. Right. I also have a 991 as well too, which I enjoy driving on a daily basis. It's very quiet, but it's very capable as well too. But it's just for me personally, it's not a 911 anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, 911. We we car guys. Mm-hmm. We, we 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 we. I want to go out on a week this weekend. We're not and those this these are not race cars. So I want to be able to drive this car out and come back. Mm-hmm. And really have sweat on my back. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. 997 GT3 RS would do that to you. Yeah, and the right. 991 is so good of a car. It's gonna drive out. You're gonna you're gonna build so much speed and momentum just to enjoy the drive yourself. Mm. You know, so it's just that's why I went out and bought. Um, I built a Miata recently too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. my Miata, and uh, it's just excellent. I love that car. Yeah, lightweight. Uh, you work for well you, balanced. yeah, well balanced. You really yeah. had to work for your speed, yeah. mm-hmm. and you had, to, you had to really keep your balls in the sack to keep that momentum going through yeah. corners. Yeah, and I, I like cars like that, you know, and uh, bring back the the old animal. Yeah, 
within yourself, like what yeah. uh, Hachiroku would do for you, yeah. A86 would do for you. It's it's like that. Yeah, exactly. it makes the driving experience a little bit more rewarding. Exactly. The fact that you have to actually work for it, know what you're doing, yeah. exactly. <laughs> feel everything, right? Yeah. It's a visceral feeling. Yeah, it's not fast. I build it so everybody, like, what do you do that for? Like, you have a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do That's have cool. a lot of, I do have a lot of fast cars, uh, you know, like my, R35 is about 600 some horsepower, 700 horsepower. But back in the day, it was big horsepower, 600, 700 horsepower. Now you have an R35 with 700 horsepower, it's like nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, <know>. yeah crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, my previous has 700 horsepower. <laughs> so are you just driving these you collect and you just drive them daily or like, you know? All the cars are not or? collection. I build cars to the way I drive them. Okay. So people that know me that I, I drive really hard on my cars. Yeah. You know, to the point that I can somewhat critique them. That's refreshing to hear, though, because that's, I know. I was going to say yeah, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, like, I like that. You have a collection of yeah. cars, you know, that you that you enjoy, but they actually they're not garage queens, and they actually get driven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you buy a car, you're going to put it in your garage, and you like some people will say, uh, uh, "I want I, I want to keep it for the resale value." That, and then I then I heard someone say that it's like <laughs> was it was it from you? Like, yeah. It's, it's like it's like uh, saying you're not going to make love to your girlfriend because you're waiting it, so you don't want to. Waste her for the next guy. <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. The way the way I look at it right now is look at today is March. It's 2019. We all have a certain amount of cars in our garage and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, you don't own a car. You're just custodian. You're taking care of it at this time frame. Yeah. I could die tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Nobody can guarantee that you're not gonna die tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I could walk out of here and get hit by a freaking meteor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you cannot guarantee that. You never know when your time's up, mm -hmm. right? So you know. So the way I look at it is, you own this. You actually own this. You use it. Then it becomes your experience. Mm -hmm. if, right. So if I if I own these cars, I say I never driven that. But you keep them in collections because I want. Then I will never have able to share this knowledge and how we how this car feel, mm -hmm. how this car sound. Mm -hmm. And with everybody that know me, you know, or want to hear about it, mm -hmm. then you don't have a story to tell. Yeah. You know, and all these cool cars, each has its own story. People who create, like I was showing you that I, I love to meet car creators. Mm -hmm. My goal, when I, when I used to drink wine uh, or eat certain kind of food, I always like to talk to the chef. I always like to talk to the winemaker on, why, on what condition you make this wine. Mm -hmm. I mean, are you emotional? Are you happy? Are you sad? Mm. Right? Same thing with cars. You know, you talk to the maker. Like we were talking about a Supra earlier. People say, why is it automatic? Why is it BMW chassis? Then you understand from dealer's perspective and mm -hmm. from Toyota's perspective, mm -hmm. perspective, they make such a small amount of car for the enthusiast market. Mm -hmm. Then you look at Toyota differently. Mm -hmm. They don't have to do this. They did right. it anyway because, right. you know, they could and they want to. And you appreciate them as a brand. Also, you know, I didn't get paid by Toyota for saying this. So, <laughs> so you know, seriously, think about it. You know, in, right. it's the same thing. And we're just custodian uh, of, of those possessions for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And hopefully, my, the, the owner of all those cars after me continue to take care of it because those story carries on. Yeah. And, and two generation, 10 generation, 100 years, 200 years, the car's still there. We're that's, not gonna. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and you've mentioned that you bought back your cars before. Yeah, and you know that's also kind of cool because then you, you do you still keep in touch with the people who buy the oh, cars yeah. from you and 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 also one other thing I was thinking that just kind of popped in my head. 
um, earlier when you were talking about like the experience and the, and what goes into it and how you talk to the uh, the chefs or mm-hmm. the winemakers. Um, if I were to buy a car used from someone that and that the car is fixed up, I would like to know who the person that built that car because if sure. they have any kind of uh, of similar uh, ideas and and styles and and speed and the way they drive, it's, if it's anything like mine, I would most likely be a, a happy with buying something from that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and extending that experience with that car because he has similar likes that I do. You know, it, it, rather than just buying it off someone who doesn't know what they're doing and um you know or or they do know that they're doing maybe they're into drag racing these cars but i'm not into drag racing i'm not going to buy that kind of a car yeah. from them you know I'd, I'd rather be more of a of a canyon carver or a you know just a, a nice car that depending on the kind of car it's it it's kind of cool to, to see that and to know that you're driving your cars with knowing that you're going to keep that experience and then you want to pass it on to the next guy yeah it's like a transfer of like energy in a yeah, way too. Exactly. You know, it like like well some people are are scared to buy a house if somebody well got well murdered in it, you know, because right. because well sometimes places well they can hold hold a certain well type of energy to it, you know what I mean? And so and so for you to go and speak to a chef or speak to like this 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 previous well car owner, it's very it's just a it's a cool way way to look at things, you know, yeah. of just the I energy like the way that you put that. To, I like yeah. the way you put that. Like it's it's an ex, uh, a transfer of energy, and I give you an example of how that actually worked, and we witnessed it firsthand. Um, when we go out to shows and events, and we bring out one of the Fast and Furious cars, we have it out there. When they when people come and look at it, oh look, it's a Fast and Furious car. They're they're like uh, whatever. But when I say this car was one of the movie cars that that uh, that that Dom drove in the movie, or, mm-hmm. or uh, what's the name? Uh, Vin Diesel. Vin, yeah, Vin Diesel, Diesel drove yeah. in the movie, and then all of a sudden, they they light up and they're like, "Wow, this is the real car!" You know, automatically that energy from that car transfers to that person because it's you know the the experience that 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 car went through. The experience, the perspective is is, is a little bit different, I think, at that point too, right? Yeah. Because now yeah. that they have something that they can, uh, I don't know, kind of aspire. Yeah. You know, to one day, or maybe they have an emotional connection to, you know, that character, character. or that vehicle. Yeah. Right. It's cool. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, knowing that a car has some kind of history does make that value of that car go up, even if, it, and you can have the exact same car right next to it, and and you, it won't feel as valuable because it just doesn't have that history. Yeah. Car, car world is very unique, and car people are unique, you know? It's like... yeah. You know, uh, I collect a lot of stuff in my life right now. You know, wine, watches, and stuff like that. I always like to come back and hang around with the car people, just because the watch have brand. Let's say people collect Rolex, they're gonna just bunch of Rolex guy. Yeah, car is different. I could be European car car guys. You could yeah. be American Muscle. He could be JDM, and you know, he could be from uh, Europe. Yeah. we can sit in a room and chat about this community yeah. all day long. You know, right. just because we're car guys. There's yeah. no no, it's kind of, it just, this is cool. So cool. Yeah. I'm so happy I come back to the car world and yeah. to the community and, you know. There's almost like a special, like, soul, I think, even mm-hmm. to a car, the yes. way that it is, yes. right? Yes, exactly. And I think the biggest thing as car people is, like, even if you're going to move on from a particular car, it's 
it likens back to like a little bit of what we talked about where you would think or you would hope that the next owner or whatever has the same appreciation mm-hmm. for it the way that you yeah. did, right? And can, like as Sean was saying, continue its story mm-hmm. or maybe kind of start a new chapter in its story mm-hmm. with that same level of appreciation. I think that's kind of the, the cool thing with it. Um, but when you're talking about like watches and, and, and wine, you know, just... I, I don't know when I when I look at it, and I don't know how much of this is a bias of being a car guy. Is there's that soul element mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, to yeah. it? There's a characteristic or a personality. Mm-hmm. Every car is different, drives different, behaves different, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And as a as a person behind the wheel, how much you can really control, you know, and, and kind of be one with it. Sounds kind of cheesy, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So. No, it's not cheesy at all because because if you really, really think about it, you know, a car versus a watch or wine, for example, a car, what kind of like 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 in martial arts, if you're talking about well sword fighting and stuff like that, they teach you that it's not a sword; it's just um, an extension your of body. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a car in a lot of ways is an extension exactly. of mm-hmm. you as well. Yep. And so and so, I think that that if you break down down all the metaphysical nature of everything it makes a lot of sense to us at its core you know i fully so, agree with you on this one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that's what people always say why don't you face your car up a certain way and i go that's just not me yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that's yeah. enough that's a whole nother topic yeah yeah <laughs> for sure exactly yeah you do it for yourself exactly you know and yeah. uh that's and that goes back to what i was saying if, if you do it for yourself and i we just happen to have the same likes I'm more likely to buy your car yeah, than so it's, someone it's, else's. It's, it's a, a categorized uh, group of people by associations. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. It's cool. So uh, what else do you have got go- going on for uh, Purist Group? And, uh, and So Purist, and- as you guys know, is growing very rapidly, very, very fast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, last year our uh, toy drive was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Even I couldn't get back in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to all of you guys out there, waited for an hour, couldn't get in and got turned away. I'm sorry about that. I'm officially issue apology. You know, I couldn't get back into my own shows. I was stuck outside for 45 minutes trying to come back in. So don't feel too bad. And this was bad. even before it opened. Yeah. And yeah. you know, so uh, don't feel too bad. This year we are, uh, working on a menu and, uh, it's gonna still gonna be. I think it's gonna be much bigger than last year. I have to tell you guys now, and uh, which I told you guys last year too. And uh, come early, get everything done early to come to the show, so you won't get blocked outside. Mm. This year, our registration process is a little bit different. Oh, we're, gonna, okay. we're gonna have actually a sign-in process oh, to make okay. sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, to so we can allocate the best parking spaces for the people who pre-sign first. Uh, so Pure Group has been expanding. We've been trying to do. A monthly charity event to oh, focus wow. on different charity now. Yeah. So I got this idea from one of the member, um, and uh, instead of just hosting a car meet, a bunch of guys sit together to talk about horsepowers and cars and tires and rims, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can just do the same thing. Let's bring some purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. So we just did our very first one uh, uh, over the weekends. Uh, about maybe I think about five hundred some cars showed up. Wow. Yeah, we get her like a couple thousand pounds worth of uh, pest supplies um, and we sent it to the animal shelter oh, on man. the last Thursday and last and Friday. Oh, that's awesome. Man. So unfortunately, yeah, a lot of animals, I went there, it was kind of emotional and, uh, and a couple hundred dogs. I figured, you know, animal shelter just like maybe 10, 20, 30 dogs the most. Oh my God, it was a couple hundred dogs. Wow. 
and, and I, I know some of the dogs not going to survive because right. they're old. Uh, their skins like has issues, and I know those dogs not gonna get adopted, and you know wow. it's just kind of sad. I'm about yeah. to start crying. Yeah. <laughs> we're all yeah. we're all animal people here. Yeah, Maybe not like this guy over here. <laughs> it is really sad. So, so uh, you know, uh, on my IG also, I I do a very short. Um, I saw that goodbye to them, and it's yeah. kind of sad to walk. It's really feel sad driving away, and all the dogs looking at you, and mm-hmm. uh, and they're like. I just Look, want to take them all home. Exactly. You know? That's what I said. I, said, I wish you have a big place, take you guys home and uh, buy a land in Oregon or something, just let yeah. you guys run around for free. You know? Yeah. But it is what it is. And we as a human being, we get put into society, right? Our, like I said again, our lifespans are so short. What What do you want to accomplish in that life? Is it about money? Is it about fame? No. Is it, or is it is about, a lot of people think you got to do what I'm doing right now because you gotta, I got to have money. Partial, part of that is true. But, also, there are people out there, they are very influential. They want to be influential on, with the good intentions, and they don't have a single penny. Mm-hmm. You know, on one of my, recently I met a very special kid, he's nine years old. He has 85 broken bones, and he has 19 surgeries, because he has a, he has a, he has a disease that happens in his bone. Uh, so he's grow, as you grow, your bone's not growing, your bone breaks. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had 19 surgeries at nine years old. And... Uh, First time you walk up, first time you contact me, go, uh, I want to meet you. I'm like, oh, now you're okay. I'll meet you. Oh, my God, not a scam. Yeah. <laughs> so I go, like, I go like, here's my number. Have your mom call me. And mom actually called me. We started talking and found out that he's diseased for real. Mm. So I invited him to my man cave, and uh, we sit down and chat. Of course, he loves cars and, you know, t- jumping all the cars, touching it. And uh, then in the end, he goes, like, Are you, what do you want to meet me for? He goes, like, I want I want to, I want to. I want to host a toy drive just like you. I go, why do you want to do that? It's a lot of work. He goes, I go to hospital all the time. Kids are suffering. They're not mm. happy. I just want to bring them some happiness. So I think two weeks ago, I went, finally went to the hospital with him, mm. and we passed on a bunch of toys for the kids. Wow. Hear me out. This, this kid is so tough. So remember, he has, he's, has a lot of surgery, so he has a really hard time walking. Okay, But to show the, kid, the other kids that that make them feel better. He's not using his walker or wheelchair. He walked three stories, wow. the whole hospital. We're passing really? out toys to every single room. This is one tough kid. Wow. He's, he said, I'm inspiring him. Actually, he's inspiring me more than, mm-hmm. you know. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. You gotta look, every step, if you see him actually in person, his name is Sebastian. Every step that he takes is very painful for him. And he, he couldn't walk straight. Mm-hmm. And one of the, uh, so I'll show you some video after we finish. It's pretty crazy. Wow. It's truly inspiring characters. He has, he, have, he has no money. But what's cool about it is he actually went to Japan's website, found me a little Hot Wheel toy, a Jap- not, not a U.S. Hot Wheel, but yeah. ch- you know, Japanese version of a uh, Privia minivan and sent it to me. Oh, really? Yeah, he has no money, and oh, he did it anyway. That's cool. Yeah. It's, yeah that's awesome. And this is the moment that I, I'm proud of to be part of the Pures. Mm-hmm. I never say I'm the founder. Yes, I started it, but... I think I'm just a member in there mm-hmm. because I'm building purists for, even though I'm not here for everybody else to en- continue to enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's built, you build it, you build it to last. Mm-hmm. You don't just build it for some, for, for temporary things. And purists have been around seven years now. People know my agenda. People know what I do for the community. So they kind of, you know, first year people are like, ah, uh, he probably wanted for tax reasons. Oh, mm-hmm. he probably wanted to run for office, which people knows my, 
past history, I could never run for hours. So the thing, so when people figure out you don't have angles, then that's when people start jumping and support you big time. And mm-hmm. Purist does have a lot of support. And with all this support and resource, I think it's a good chance for us to really build Purist as a community for everybody mm-hmm. and for your kids and for your kids down the road. Yeah. It's a safe environment that, imagine a bunch of car guys here hanging out you can bring your kids and you let your kids hang out with his kids and you know he's a pretty darn good guy yeah. if he stays inside a purist community. Yeah, yeah right? right? You don't have to worry about he's going to, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's, that's, that's the ultimate goal, you know? That's so great. we're doing almost weekly or bi-weekly charity events and uh, a lot of people, we definitely don't have a problem mm-hmm. uh, in, in fulfilling all the agenda that's presented to me. So like the animal shelters event, we're doing back to school backpack. We're planning on that. So we started with 30 backpacks to give it to one school because one teacher saw one student was putting duct tape on his backpack going mm-hmm. to school. So I asked that teacher, uh, how many more of this kind of students you have? Well, she goes, we have 30. So we, we, we get together, we, we send her 50 backpacks for our first event. Now, pure, two, three years now, Pure's is doing 15, last year we do about 15 or 1600 backpacks and we hand deliver to every single kid. Wow. And we're police escorted 100 car caravan directly to uh, a, a location where the kids can come out. Because realistically, you probably don't want me to show up in your house. You don't know who I am. <laughs> so we actually got, uh, booked the place so all the kids will come out, pick up their backpacks. So I actually enjoy the backpack event more than anything else. Oh, that's cool. Then we always have the back to, that's the back to, back to school. We're doing animal shelters. We're doing, of course, our toy drives, which is, you know, I don't need to talk about it anymore, but uh, then we're doing homeless shelters uh, usually twice in a year, usually when the weather gets cold, mm-hmm. like um, October or November. But the only thing different about the homeless ones is we stop hand delivering to the homeless, mm-hmm. but there could be so many issues mm-hmm. coming up from that. That's the only event that we actually uh, will send it to uh, a shelter and have shelter handle all the supplies. Mm-hmm. Right, wow. right. So that's great. Oh, that's, that's incredible, really man. Cool. And and but you know what? I can't think of a better place place to end our podcast than 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 right there. Sean, well, thank you so much um for being here. Um, Real quick, yeah, yeah, sure. As an ending, uh, if any of our viewers want to help out or yeah, um, just about to learn that, more yeah. about Purist, where can they find you? What can they do? Um, we Purist started on Facebook, so we're very active on Facebook, but. For, for people to come into Pures, you have to be only referred by a me- current member right. to be inside of Pures. Mm-hmm. And you have to actually answer the question to be, to be, uh, to be, to be coming in. Yeah. For general public that want to join our events, which is fine, uh, they can go to Instagram, which is Pures Group. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, I go to Pures Group and uh, don't go to my private ones. Yeah. <laughs> private ones for my private stuff. <laughs> so go to Pures Group's Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're very active. We, we do have a public Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It is, again, it's, uh, just Google Pure School, P-U-R-I-S-T group. Uh, that usually has a lot of uh, our events information that open to public. Okay. You know, uh, we do have a lot of public that want to come here to see all the cool cars, mm-hmm. all the, you know, celebrities and people that, that showed up at the events. Yeah. So that's one way to find our events. You want to join Pure Scoop, uh, you can you can always go to Pure Schools, which we're, pro- we're private. You yeah. can click on join. You just have to answer some question, give us some reason why you want to join. Right. Yeah. Got Interesting. It. Mm. Cool. All right. Well, that's incredible. Um, Sean, well, thank you again. Awesome. Um, and we would love to have you we'll come back sometime. And uh, yeah, 
All right, guys. Um, so, if, so if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace out, everybody. Thank you.